Welcome to the Cody Lee Show. Joining you from my hometown of Kansas City, a large city with a hometown feel. I'm your host, Cody Lee, body mind coach, Reiki master, artist, massage therapist, and lover of all things healing and metaphysical. My deepest desire is to support you in living your empowered life. Inviting you to connect deeply within, discover new ways of thinking, seeing, and understanding the world, and hearing truly inspiring stories of growth and transformation. Welcome, Allison, to the Cody Lee Show. Thank you so, so much for being here. I am so thrilled to have you. Um, And I'm really excited to dive into our topic of boundaries and people pleasing. Yay. Yay. Some of my most favorite topics. I love it. I love it so much. So I know that you are a coach and you help people with boundaries, boundary work, self-love, using boundaries as a kind of tool vehicle for self-love. And you especially love working with people pleasers. So tell me a little bit about how you got where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I have always been very empathic, very highly sensitive, very, I felt everything as a little kid. uh, And that turned into just this big time fear of conflict and this fear of being in trouble and this fear of heavy feelings. And like, I felt it so deeply as a little kid that I was like, I just want to keep everything happy all the time. And like, we just keep it happy. Like it's going to be okay. And I think a lot of people probably relate to that. I think so. Yeah. Where we just like learn to fear conflict. We learn to fear, you know, getting yelled at. We learn to fear being in trouble, all of those kinds of things. And that I didn't realize how much that through line continued in my life Mm -hmm. until I started like my personal development kind of journey in my late twenties, early thirties. And, um, but like kind of the, the, the trajectory of how I got here, I studied psychology and conflict transformation, that's which was a weird choice for me. Cause at this point I was still deeply conflict avoidant. And like, I remember even wearing like a badge of honor being like, I don't focus on conflict with other people. I focus on inner conflict because I was so scared of conflict with other people. I love but, it. I, I love how your soul was like, no, we're, this is the direction we're going because we, we need, need to deal with this. Yeah. 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 And so I got into it and it was so fascinating because I ended up learning that if I feel at peace with myself, like if I handle the inner conflict, then I'm so much more prepared to deal without outer stuff. Um, and so I really like took that kind of away from those studies, um, but then got totally lost and like went and got a corporate job for a while. As as we all do, we, 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 I need to go be in sales and marketing for a little bit. And so (laughs) I I did that. I was an apartment manager for a hot minute. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we like leave our passions for a bit, but they're still there. And mine were so loud when I was in my corporate job. It was just like, I would be sitting at my desk and like making spreadsheets and like eating Panera lunch and would be like, this can't be it. <laughs> There's more for me. And- it has to be more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at that point I met all of these friends who were um, weightlifting and like working out at the gym. And I met all these trainers who had this kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah. And were, like helping people better their lives. And I was like, 
that. I want a piece of that. So um, then I found the world of coaching and I, things fell into place. I was able to get a coaching certification. And since then, it's been kind of this up and down journey of the last two and a half years of kind of figuring out who I speak to, what it's about, but it's always like, literally, I look at my, my pictures of whiteboards from like 2017 and they said boundaries and people pleasing, like a bunch of other stuff. And like, so it's always been there, but I took a bit to like find the precision in it, but it's so important. And it's like, I think back to my little childhood self who like didn't know how to handle conflict and yeah, I'm like teaching her, like, it's okay. You can, it's okay. You can speak up for yourself. And so, um, yeah. And sharing that message with other people. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that journey. I think the conversation around specifically conflict is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like we avoid hard conversations because Mm -hmm. we've set up that conflict equals bad and Mm -hmm. avoid rather than conflict equals potential. It's not like conflict is always going to be world war three. Like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be detrimental. It's just going to be uncomfortable. And that's something that we can lean into, not run away from. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard it said, and I like to remind people to conflict does not have to be combat. Exactly. I tell the yes, <laughs> no, I tell no. people that all the time. Yes. It does not need to be combat. And like no. honestly, the thing that I the like real mind bender within all of this is that there's always conflict. Like if you always. invite me to something and I don't want to go, I could be like, "Oh, well there's going to be conflict if I say no." But if I say yes, there's still conflict. It's just within me. Yes. (laughs) It's like, now I'm like mad at myself or I'm like feeling resentful of like, oh, I shouldn't have gone. I should have done this stuff. And like, it causes a riff anyway. Right. So it's sort of like, if you just speak up, like it's so much more authentic for your relationships when you just like, don't view the conflict. Like I, I see, I see people who are like, oh yeah, we never fight. I have the perfect relationship. We never fight. And like, there's part of me that's like, okay, well you don't have to fight, but like, are you being heard? Yeah. Like, are you speaking up? Or are you just in this constant, like, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. And like actually feeling unheard. So yeah. conflict can be very important and like, it can be a beautiful tool to, to have more authentic relationships. 100%. I feel that in all of my relationships. So I hope that people really receive that through this conversation today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that for me, um, one of the things that I always love focusing on with boundaries is I feel like boundaries start within before mm-hmm. they go outside. But mm-hmm. my question that I really want to like dive in for you is like, from your perspective, what are boundaries and what do they can kind of consist of? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I put it very simply and like not in the standard way. I say that boundaries are teaching other people how to treat you and teaching yourself how you will be treated. I love that. Like that is the point of a boundary. And so, yeah, there are types of boundaries, like you know, energetic boundaries or time boundaries or physical boundaries. Like there's all of those kinds of things, but I think it really boils down to 
teaching someone else like, Hey, this is how I will be treated. I will be respected, you know, setting the boundary. Like I won't be spoken to you like that, you know, teaching this person like, Hey, you can't just use me as your punching bag. And so tell me, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. And then it's also like giving yourself that message too, of like how you deserve to be treated. And that's why like, you know, not to give give away the, like the, the big thesis of my, my thoughts about boundaries, but like, it's all rooted in that worthiness and like Mm -hmm. knowing what you deserve and like speaking up for that and protecting yourself through that. So I really see boundaries as just that, like, like taking how your soul wants to be recognized and like sharing that with people, teaching them how to treat you, teaching yourself how you'll be treated. I love that. And for you, why do you feel like healthy, you know, having healthy boundaries is so important? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's important because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're challenging. They're hard to set because we sometimes are like, oh, this person has always known me this way. And now I need to like change their perception of me or I'm going to, you know, put my foot down and not stand for this anymore. But I think that even though it's challenging is so important because, like we were talking about earlier, like those healthy boundaries, speaking up for yourself, that is what will keep the relationship authentic. Yes. That is what will like foster healthy communication. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think so often, like the way we speak to and about each other is set up in this like very divisive way of like, we're always looking for what's wrong or like, criticizing and it's just like no 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 that's not the point like we want this relationship to be a place where we can talk and we can share and um like ever since my spouse and I have put different boundaries in place of like deciding whether or not we go to things together like I'm able to say like oh I feel really energetically depleted today I'm not going to go along like beautiful that's great it works he like hears that he receives that and doesn't force it and then it's like great I stood up for myself now I'm chilling on the couch and like doing this while he's like out bike riding with friends and it's like I would have hated that bike ride and I would have been mad miserable for everyone for like all day and so like the healthy boundaries piece is just like it just it's so important because it makes relationships just fun in so many ways because you're not this like second guessing like what are they thinking are they mad at me like are they okay because there's just this natural like we talk to each other we share things with each other we communicate what we need um yeah those are my thoughts and I think the other side you know what I'm also hearing in that is there's there's two sides to boundaries right there's the speaking up for yourself Mm-hmm. And then there's the owning your part, right? And you're mm-hmm. owning your part is twofold. It's owning your worthiness, like you're talking mm-hmm. about, but it's also owning, you know, if I do speak up for myself and I'm worried that they're mad at me, that that's another opportunity to ask for clarity. And if they really aren't mad at me, then my work is working on that insecurity. So, so that, yeah. that kind of, there's like multi multiple level layers, yeah. I feel like to the boundary work on that side. Totally. Yeah. I was just working with a client, um, a couple of weeks ago, who was having a situation where she had to let someone go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like this really intense conversation of like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? We ended up working together after, cause she was like, I was in such turmoil. Cause like we had the conversation and then I just replayed it in my head and like 
what she was doing is so common for people pleasers. Like, you know, you set the boundary, but then you're replaying, like, did I say it right? What are yes. they thinking? Are they mad at me? Is she upset? Is she going to like tell all her friends? Like we play out all these stories. We make all these assumptions. And what I said to her and like what I say to people in that situation is you have to trust the other person mm-hmm. to speak up for themselves. Yes. Like if she's upset, it's yes. on her to tell you she's upset. Yeah. And like, you don't have to sit here in this agony of like, assuming she's mad because she might be like, oh, great. This job didn't feel aligned with me. And like, I got this new position or, you know, whatever. Like, I think so often we just take on this like, huh, because the people pleaser empath feeling is like, oh, I want to make everything happy. I want to make sure everyone's okay. I want to be liked. Um, When really it's like, that's all external that's like outside of you and you have no control over that so like yeah. if that person's mad trust them to stand up for themselves yes like I love that it. trust them to stand up for themselves you know it yeah. reminds me of when I was going through kind of because the biggest people pleaser journey that I went through was actually with my mom mm-hmm. um bless her heart absolutely love her to death mm-hmm. but there was, um, there was a lot of strain in our relationship due to some of the health issues she had. And I kept wanting to make her happy. Mm. And so it, it kind of created this loop of, but her happiness, like nobody's happiness and therefore no one's unhappiness. And that was the hard part for me, right? Mm-hmm. No one's happiness and no one's unhappiness is my responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I kind of hear in what you're saying, because a part of the journey for the people pleaser is yes, standing up for your boundary. And Mm -hmm. then also remembering to like trust them, but to also give them their responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that can, that can be so, uh, such a beautiful part of the journey and also challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, before we got on, we were talking about my people pleaser quiz. Yes. This like is one of the types that I highlight. Oh, I love it. Call the over empath, Mm, the over empathic people pleaser. Who's like, I feel your feelings and I'm making myself responsible for them. Yes. And I'm making myself responsible for making sure that you're happy. And I'm like taking on this full. And so like, that's always where I think like, it's like the person who has invited you out for dinner and then is like, are you having a good time? But are you having fun? And like, you're doing the next thing and it's like, do they look like they're having fun? Are they having fun? Like you're so hyper concerned about it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you're not having any fun because all you're doing is worrying about everybody else. And so there's this piece of the healing of like really seeing yourself as this like whole separate entity and just like trusting, like their feelings are their feelings. And I don't sh- like when people come in and tell me how to, how to feel or how to right. And also and so like, they're going to share with you when they're ready. Right. Yeah. However, that's going to look. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So tell me, how do boundaries play mm-hmm. into self-love or self-care? Mm. Yeah. Yep. So that's actually one of my favorite ways to think of boundaries is I have this very disjointed view of myself, I guess, in some ways <laughs> I see myself very much as like a soul He's like having a human, human experience and this human body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And like with that, I sort of see like, okay, I've got this like meat suit that can talk (laughs) (laughs) and I've got this like divine essence that's like within me. Right. And my divine essence 
can't like put its foot down it can't speak up like i have to use my outer voice for to, that to make it to, happen like protect it and so i really see self-love as just that like okay i'm gonna use my voice i'm gonna use my body language i'm gonna like use my present experience to protect this soul essence of me yes to protect this on this part of me my inner child who doesn't have a voice my like my thoughts my emotions I'm going to protect myself in that way and so I see it deeply as deep self-love of just this like boundaries are how you show yourself that love Mm -hmm. um because yeah like you can't if you need to speak up for yourself then like setting a boundary is how to do it and that like along with you know teaching yourself how you'll be treated Mm -hmm. it's just that whole piece of like I am worthy I am deserving of this and so you know I think back to like actually the self-love piece of boundaries was what like originally got me out of this emotionally abusive relationship I was in yeah which I think a lot of people pleasers relate to uh yes hello (laughs) narcissist come on in and like people pleasers (laughs) are like I'm still not trying to make you happy even though you treat me terribly even though you I I'm in a this is a terrible idea (laughs) yeah yeah and I remember just like this person just saying things to me making me feel this certain way and me being like just all of a sudden having this like what (laughs) like no you can't talk to me that way and just this like righteous anger of like no I'm deserving of better and like I'm worthy of it and so you know the self-love piece like I think that's if you're struggling to set a boundary like tuning into the self-love and thinking like this is deeply loving to me this is an act of self-protection yeah this is what I need to be you know more authentic in this relationship. Um, And so that's really like, I totally see it as self-love. And I feel like in this, there's a strong piece that I, that I kind of like want to include because Mm -hmm. I, I experienced the same thing. And with that partner that I, I was with it, it was, it was a slow manipulation where like, right. It snuck up on me. And I was, I'm a strong, independent woman raised by a strong, independent woman. So I was like, what? Yeah. How did that happen? Like, huh, he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one of the things that I kept having to face, and I kind of faced it a little bit with my mom too, was when you're stepping into boundaries, when you're claiming your worthiness, when you're standing up for yourself and you, know, and you start to realize it is an act of self-love, mm-hmm. somebody will inevitably throw that awful, awful word in your face. And I think you know what it is. You're being selfish. (laughs) Yeah. And I like, I would, that would like almost tear me down. Right. Because I'd be like, I'm working so hard to take care of myself. Why can't you see? Mm -hmm. But it's not their job to see your worth. Your job is to see your worth and to stand up for it because for whatever reason, either narcissistic or unhealthy or bad behavior or whatever, they're in a position where they can't. So how, how do you kind of like, what are your thoughts around facing that? Cause I feel like that's, that's something that can help you knock you off, (laughs) weaken your boundaries, if you will. Totally. 
Yeah. So I have many thoughts about selfishness. Oh, please. Um, me, you one. And me both, girl. <laughs> yeah. One, I kind of at the core, like, believe selfishness is a lie. Like, I don't think it's possible to be selfish. Like, I, I truly, I mean, I think it's possible to be self-serving and like, it's possible to like, be self-centered yeah to be self-centered in a lot of ways but like I think the whole selfish idea of like oh you're too focused on yourself oh you're like just looking out for number one like there's part of me that's like who else am I supposed to look out for (laughs) like who else am I supposed to be like constantly thinking about who else am I supposed to be like I'm obsessed with (laughs) I'm the only one that's with me 24 7 7 days a week 365 Uh days of the year for the entire time of my life for sure like I'm gonna watch out for me and so I also like another thought I have is personally I turn it around if somebody tells me I'm being selfish like I kind of see them as being selfish Mm -hmm. because I'm like you are telling me to go against what I desire to come around to your way yes isn't that selfish? Yes. <laughs> like you are trying to guilt me by telling me that I'm being selfish. So I go along with what you're asking me to do. Right. Which feels pretty selfish. It feels <laughs> pretty manipulative. Yeah. And so there's that piece that I, that I kind of see there, but I, 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 this is actually a huge breakthrough I had in EMDR um, because I had kind of gotten this message. I was a pretty, I was a pretty talkative kid, pretty bubbly, pretty out there very people pleaser, big time teacher's pet, like, and just like really let myself be in the spotlight. My Venus is Leo. I love being seen and celebrated. I love it. Like worshiped. And I remember getting the feedback from an adult in my life while I was growing up, like, oh, you know, let the other kids have some attention. Like, oh, you're being too big and too gregarious and you're like drawing too much attention to yourself and like, can't you let these other kids, you know, have a chance. Mm. And I had to do, I did like rounds and rounds of EMDR like therapy with that and like rewriting that belief because I was just like, how do I contend with this? Like, I want to live my life boldly, yeah, but I don't want to be seen as selfish. And so I ended up having this mindset shift that it's not selfish it's altruistic Mm -hmm. to be bold it's altruistic to stand up for myself because I'm showing people that there is like I'm giving that permission to say like you want to dye your hair purple my hair is not purple at the moment but typically it is it's fading I have an appointment next week but like if you want to have hot pink hair have hot pink hair yeah if you want to like you know travel and like be a digital nomad like go for it if you want to like do this like don't get caught up in like the worries of all of it and like oh well people think what 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 like I see it as altruistic in this just sense of like you're showing people what's possible you're showing people that they can stand up for themselves and I feel almost like the rubber band was pulled so far especially for like I'm a millennial. I think you're probably a millennial too. Yeah, like so, probably yeah. a bunch of millennial listeners all of it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there was so much narrative around like trying to fit in, try like hating your body, like, oh, you need to get smaller. Oh, you need to be whatever. Like there was all this just effort by, you know, 
big corporations and all of that to get us to not like ourselves yeah and like to question everything and so now I sort of see it as like no 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 like let's bring the rubber band the other way and like bounce back and into the self-love and so also with that too I'll say well I'll maybe talk about that later with like self-talky kind of stuff but like well I'll say it now like yeah, if say it now yeah because I'll probably forget to come back to it <laughs> exactly. <but> like if <laughs> If this idea of self-love and like having just this self-talk that's like, I'm the best, I'm going to watch out for myself all the time, like I can do anything, like if that feels too far, like you can even just bring your self-talk to neutral. Yeah. (laughs) Because a lot of people's self-talk is pretty deprecating. Exactly. And it's like- It's really bordering on self-abuse. Right. Like if we're honest. Yeah. So true. Like when I- when I asked people, I did this thing on LinkedIn the other day where I posted and I was like, what would the situation be like if somebody printed out your internal dialogue and like made you read it out loud? Oh my God, so true. <laughs> In front of a group of people. Like yeah. how would that, what would those people think about how you talk to yourself? Yeah. But like, if on that point, like if it feels like, oh man, I can't walk into this and be like, I'm the greatest thing that's ever existed. And everybody is like lucky to know me. Like, I think that way. But if that feels too far you know, at least come out of that, like self-deprecating self-abuse place and just be like, you know, I'm doing the best I can Yeah. or I can figure it out Yeah. or I'm deserving of love. Like just the next step, the next step. step. Yeah. Yeah. It can get more lavish in your brain. Yeah. It'll help lift you out. And then you can go to the next step and the next step. Um, But something you said, I I really want clarity on it because I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. You Mm -hmm. said that you realize that like being selfish was altruistic. So I Mm -hmm. want to understand from your perspective, like what Mm -hmm. is altruism and all Mm -hmm. being altruistic mean? Because I love playing with the definitions of words. For sure. So I just, I want to hear from like you, what's your experience of it? Totally. So altruism, I remember I was in a psychology class once where we had to debate against each other, whether or not true altruism existed. Yeah. And it was so fascinating, but the way that I kind of see it is like, I believe altruism, true altruism does exist in this sense in that, like, it's about just like serving others with no self-service at all. Mm -hmm. It's like, I sort of see it. I have this very, interconnected view of the world whereas I see, I see like if good things happen to you like cool that's sort of like a good thing happened to me because we're all humans we're all coaches we're all you know whatever like rising tides lifting all boats yeah Made for the greater consciousness and so like I sort of see that as altruism as like I'm not like oh I'm gonna be you know a really bold person so that everybody like compliments right. me on my energy and everybody like <laughs> tells me, you know, how much they enjoy me. Like, it's not that it's more this altruism of like, I want, I desire to be bold and live in my truth so that other people can see that and that more people can rise up and live in their truth. Yeah. So it's not in this selfish, like, ego level of like I want the attention I want people to praise me I want to go down in history I want like all this it's not that like maybe parts of my ego are like oh yeah I love that but like by and large I do see like and what I'm going for with the altruism piece is like it's not about me it's about like the greater good and the greater collective and like I think the more people that stop people pleasing and set boundaries and like love themselves like 
that's good for all of us. I love that so much. Yeah. So that's the reason, the reason I actually bring that up is, um, so part of what I kind of talk about on my podcast and just in general and have a passion Mm -hmm. for is human design and gene keys, but Mm -hmm. you bring up this whole topic of like, and I think it's an important part of boundaries. Um, the 27th gene key, which happens to be my life's purpose in the gene keys, mm-hmm. they, they break it down into shadow gift and then highest frequency, which is called the city. Right. And what's interesting is the, the shadow is selfishness. Mm-hmm. The gift is selflessness. And then the highest frequency is altruism. And so it's really funny that you brought that up because I was like, oh my gosh, she just nailed, like you just embodied and expressed fully that gene key. And I just want to say thank you because I've been working with that gene key for years and nobody has brought altruism into an embodied state for me to really fully see it and understand it the way that you just did. So that was my like side note of like, that was really cool. I really appreciate that. (laughs) You're so welcome. And I believe that that's an important part of the discussion with boundaries and with self-care because it's like, you know, boundaries are in greatest service to the collective mm-hmm. because they allow us to treat others with respect. Mm-hmm. And they allow us, like you were saying, to, to treat ourselves and to teach ourselves what respect is. Mm-hmm. So what I also want to kind of like explore a little bit are what are some of the cycles that can weaken our boundaries and mm-hmm. or like the red flags that people mm-hmm. should kind of be aware of. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I, I see people pleasing. And also I just want to say, I love that I was able to embody that for oh you. My gosh, it was that so I didn't think of that intention, but <laughs> no, 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 but it was, it was the magic. It's the magic yeah, of what comes through. Magic, I love it. So. That's so incredible. Um, and I love, yeah, somebody was just talking to you about Gene Keys yesterday. And so I'm like, okay, I need to go read more and learn more. We'll have uh, a talk later about all the yeah, Gene Keys. I love it. <laughs> um, so the cycles, though, that I see that we get into. So I really see the people pleasing and boundaries like as this sort of perpetual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really rooted in something that like there's a little bit of research around it um this one like communications professor came up with this idea called emotophobia which is kind oh. of the fear like your of fear ne- of emoting yeah fear of negative emotions specifically you know what so many so yeah. many people so many yeah people. and yes. it's like exactly what i was talking about earlier with my childhood self who didn't learn how to handle conflict like i learned emotophobia i was like nope i'm scared of negative emotions I'm just going to keep everything happy all the time. I love and it. like, yeah, we have that kind of script playing in the background of just this kind of like unknown fear. And so we get into what I call defensive people pleasing, <laughs> where it's <laughs> like, I'm going to do something nice so that you are nice to me. Like yes. I'm going to just like go out of my way to keep anything bad from happening. Um, and that just kind of keeps the cycle of like, okay, so I'm people pleasing, I'm scared something bad's going to happen. So I don't set a boundary and then I don't set a boundary and I feel conflict within myself and I'm scared of, you know, this person feeling that. So I people please. And since I'm people pleasing, I'm not setting the boundaries. And like, we get wrapped in this kind of cycle. Yeah. Um, And in terms of the red flags, so these, I really see 
as being connected to a lot of the like people pleasing types that I mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. Um, and so like, for example, one like big red flag I see with boundaries, this is kind of a self boundary and this has to do with like the self doubting people pleaser who's really caught in that imposter syndrome stage. And the red flag I would raise is like, if you are constantly researching or like asking other people for their input, or like, if you don't trust your own intuition, your own thoughts, your own decisions, and you're just like, like, I think there is maybe need to set a boundary there with yourself of like, I can see what comes through for me. You're like, I'm smart enough to figure this out on my own. Yeah. Um, and like, sometimes you can get in that place, like you can get really talked into things. Um, and that's sort of where I see, like you're talking about kind of that slow burn in this yes. relationship where it's yes. like push a little further mm-hmm. and then a little further. And they're and real, a sneaky. real sneaky. Yeah. And like the self-doubt piece, like if you're questioning yourself and like oftentimes real good narcissists know how to make you question yourself yes. and like feed into that. And so it's sort of that like, if you find yourself being in this place of like, oh, I need to always ask other people for their input. I need to always run this by someone. Like, I think that's a real red flag to kind of tune into your like personal boundaries of like, wait, no, I want to believe that I can figure things out on my own. Right. Um, So that's one that I see. I love Um, that. That's a really good one. You know, I feel like um, when I was kind of in, in recover, when I was in the journey of recovery from people pleasing, Mm -hmm. one of my big moments was exactly like you were saying, realizing that I'm giving my personal power away when mm-hmm. I'm asking everyone else their opinion or their thoughts mm-hmm. on how I should make a decision right. before I ask myself. Right. And right. so I, I, it was kind of like realizing like the asking of other people isn't the problem. Right. It's the asking of other people without ever asking myself. Right. Yeah. And if you're tuning into like, oh, and because sometimes there's like, unspoken thoughts connected to that of like, okay, I'm not asking myself, oh, cause I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Yes. Oh, cause everybody not, else will know better. I'm not or good like, enough. I don't, yeah. I don't have the answer. I don't know the answer to this, even though it's like something you absolutely 100% know the answer right. to. Or like you can like, and I think there's a lot of narrative too out there, especially in the coaching world of like, oh, well you have to do it the right way. And yeah, you have to, like, there is no, like there's totally that. And there's this sort of, I, you know, like the right way for you might be different than the right way for me and like yes. that's their own right way. But, um, yeah, another one, I would love to mention this other one. Please, too. please. Yes. It's really around this idea of like saying yes <laughs> to everything. Um, mm-hmm. cause I feel like that's a big thing that happens for people pleasers. And a lot of times I end up talking to people who, are like they they show up to me because they're burnt out from the people pleasing because they say yes to everything and so this red flag like I sort of see it like it's sort of you know it feels good just like looking things up and researching like it feels good because we feel like oh I'm I'm learning I'm doing great and this one I see it as kind of like oh it feels great I'm so helpful I'm always helping my friends and family I'm always there I would drop anything for them like we get that message of like, that's how we're supposed to be. You're supposed to, you know, give the shirt off your back. And like, you know, as a little kid, you get celebrated for helping out and all of that stuff. But like, there is this piece 
of like, if you do really feel like you want to say no, but you feel like you're not allowed to. Yeah. Like tune into that allowed piece um, and tune into like, you know, you can set the boundary. Like that's what I see as kind of the overachieving type of people pleaser. Who's like, I need to just like go into everything. Or if they do say no to something, then they like way over explain why they have to say no. Cause they're like, I need to convince you. I need you to like understand. And so I really see this kind of like red flag of like, if you just notice that you have a really hard time saying no to people, or you find yourself just like feeling like you never have a chance to get around to what you desire doing. Um, this is a place where you can set that boundary. And like, I think this is a deep place of self-love, um, for you to just like do what you feel like you're here to do. Like, yeah, I think of this a lot and I had to continue to contend with this early on when I was first an entrepreneur and working from home, I would have people in my life who were like, oh, well you work from home. So like we can get together on Thursday morning or we can meet like here, like you can just come over and help me in the middle of the day. Or like, obviously you can go do this thing. And I really like, at first I was like, yes, yes. I need to say yes. I need to say yes. I'm not allowed to say no. They are going to think I'm a bad person if I say no. Right. And it was just like, I was not showing up for my business. I was not showing up. I wasn't putting my foot down in that self-loving way of like, no, I deserve to take time to do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of see that as a big connection there too, of like, if you're in that place of just constantly feeling like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to steal a second for myself for like three months now. Like take and maybe, maybe we need to work in more no's. Yeah. No. Work in the no. And like, no is a, there, is a very loving thing. <laughs> yeah. And I always say to people too, like, don't make a yes to someone else, a no to yourself. Yes. <laughs> like, yep. Always check in. If I'm saying yes to this, is this a no to myself in any way? Okay. <laughs> That'll tell me whether or not I got to say yes or I love it. Say no. So yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, I mean, I feel like so many people get caught in just like, just saying yes. Oh yeah. And never realizing that no is a part of, can be a part of their vocabulary. Totally. Totally. Or sometimes, and I feel like I, um, work with clients like this too, where it's like, it was a yes last week when I said yes. And today it's a no, because mm-hmm. kind of like you brought up earlier where you're like, you, you, know, you came home and you're with mm-hmm. your husband and you had plans, but like, you're exhausted. You've had a long day. The answer today, the answer right now is no, mm-hmm. that's okay too. So I always yeah. tell, I always try and tell people like, let's, let's play with the idea. Let, let's kind of like relearn that yes is a yes for right now. And mm-hmm. no is a no for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not a forever. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And I think, yeah, like that's, you can always change your mind. You can always honor and protect your energy and like speak up for what you need in the moment. Yeah. True. Well, I know that you talk a little bit like on, on the work that you do on the social, on Instagram about the wild woman. Ooh, yes. So I really wanted to dive into it because I feel like, you know, if we don't want to be people pleasers, Mm-hmm. what is it that we want to embody? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love how you kind of have captured this with the idea of the wild woman. So what does mm-hmm. a wild woman mean to you? Yeah. I love this question. And it's something that I found. I actually had to 
had to do some clarification around once I started talking to people. It was like a market research thing where I was like, obviously everybody wants to be a wild woman. And then I was talking to people and they're like, wild feels kind of scary. Yeah. Wild feels really intense. And so this is the way I like to describe it. Like I imagine, I like envision myself as this wolf, just like, you know, tracking through the woods. And I like, I notice like, okay, I'm hearing water over there. I'm smelling stuff. I'm like hyper aware. And like, I'm not concerned about anything. I'm just like hyper aware and like in my power walking through the woods. And like, that's the kind of wildness I see of like, it's not this, you know, untamed horse running, like that you're trying to contain. Like I sort of see wildness as just this like beautiful confidence this like preparedness this like yeah. I'm ready for battle kind of energy um can I, so- I I love this so much can I also give another perspective on wild yeah. especially wild women totally so I relate to this but I relate to it in a completely different way and this is why I love playing with it because words are so powerful I relate mm-hmm. to being a wild woman like a wildflower Ooh. because it doesn't ask to, it doesn't ask for permission to grow. It doesn't ask for permission to be beautiful. It doesn't, you know, say, oh, I need you to recognize me in order to blossom in order to be what it wants to be. And it is going to thrive in even the most challenging of circumstances. So for me, that like idea of being a wild woman, and and that's where I love like yours is the wolf. And, and I think every woman can have that experience of like, mine is a little softer. It's a wildflower, like moving Mm -hmm. in the wind. Right. But Mm -hmm. there's so much power in even the softness as much as there's power in being the, the, the the wolf or the authentic creature that is just fully present in themselves. So I just, like, I wanted to share that because I think that that's such a cool, I think if more women understand that we can reclaim wild, doesn't have to be a bad thing. Right. Totally. And that's always like, I love that kind of definition of it, of it Mm -hmm. is like, she's not asking permission to grow. She's not even asking you to like observe her beauty. No. Growing on the side of a mountain that nobody's ever going to climb. We're doing the thing. I'm (laughs) I'm headed to the sun. I'm shining bright. She's living life. And I think that's so beautiful. And that, that really is like the essence that I talk about to people with the wild woman is like, yeah, she's confident in her worthiness whether or not you know anybody else is involved she you know can state her boundaries without this ego interplay of like oh what are they thinking are they like do they think I'm doing it right and yeah like none of that like she's just like no I know what I need I've got myself like you know I really see her as just knowing why her boundaries exist and just like tuning into that um and like feeling that self-love of like I'm protecting myself I'm standing up for myself I know why I have to do this um and like I also kind of the wildness thing started for me too back when I lived in San Francisco I was a mindset coach for this women's self-defense group Ooh, and we fun. would do, yeah, it was super fun. It was called the fearless movement. Ooh, and love it. yeah, we would do, there were two women on the group in the group who were black belts in jujitsu and various martial arts. And, and so they would do a lot of the physical self-defense. Um, 
but we always started with the verbal piece and I always did a mindset piece to kind of get us ready for the verbal piece. Um, because when you first ask someone to like put their hands up and say, stop, back up, like it comes out very small. It comes out yeah. like, stop. And like, they don't trust themselves yet. Please and stop. I, please, can you please stop? Yeah. Can you, can, yeah. Can and so there's this piece. And like, I remember watching this one woman, like it changed. And I was like the person like approaching her and I was like, whoa and I was like she just roared like that woman found her roar she like holy cow like I'm not gonna mess with her and (laughs) I always I think of that because it's not just you know the person that's coming to you on the street it's like also the way we speak to ourselves also the like the other little like silent things that happen within us um that we kind of attack ourselves and beat ourselves down with yeah and so for me it's really that just like remembering that ability to roar and like stand up um and so I do this exercise with people often where I have them tune into a boundary that they Mm -hmm. would have no problem protecting and a lot of people are like okay what is that what is that and I'm like well if you're out for a walk with your dog and someone comes up and kicks your dog, you're going to say something, right? If someone like pushes your kid over, you're going to say something like, right. There are times where like, you will be filled with that righteous anger of like, Hey, like cut it out. Like this is not okay. absolutely not. You are absolutely not doing not. that. Yeah. And so I always help people like tune into like, that is that like wild confidence within you that is able to just like come out and will come out when necessary. And so if you're in this place where you just like need to set a boundary, like I love helping people tune into that, like, okay, I'm my wild self. I'm my like wild, confident self right now. Um, I'm not, you know, the meek little one that's little thing roaring so that's kind of my take on wild women i'm not meek mouse today i'm wild woman yes and also i love the book women who run with the wolves yeah yeah i've got it's in multiple of my like headshots i'm like don't mind me just reading this book always (laughs) and so i really do like i also take a lot of it there of like this divine feminine like powerful creator yes like nurturing protective mother kind of energy too yeah Um, and so I find it easy or easier for people sometimes to like embody that if they're first learning how to set boundaries and so that's what I use the wild woman for is like feel that in you let's step into that I love that that's so so perfect mm-hmm. and also I weight lift a lot too so I like I love it <laughs> it just makes me feel extra strong <laughs> I yeah yeah weight, weight lifting is um I haven't been able to do it in a while so it's 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 coming back into my life because mm-hmm. I'm like I miss it mm-hmm. um but I do other things so that's okay mm-hmm. um how does like for for me and I think hopefully for the viewers if they're wanting to step into or embody being the wild woman so that they can maybe, you know, roar with their boundaries a little better. Mm-hmm. How, maybe like what, what's like one suggestion of how mm-hmm. they can cultivate the safety mm-hmm. within themselves to mm-hmm. experience their own inner yeah. wild woman? Mm, I love this question. And part of the reason I love this question is because I have found the answer for me. And 
um and like what I share with people and like what I say there is like you need a pack you need a place to be supported Mm, you need that like powerful like I have multiple friend groups people in my life where like I can go to them and I can say you know I put my foot down in this situation or like I'm feeling really uncertain about this or like I can kind of be seen and held in my tenderness Mm -hmm. and like I don't feel so alone if I'm like out there and I'm like you know somebody's pushing my boundaries or like pushing back against me I know that I'll have people to like hype me back up or people to like support me people to listen to me and so I always feel like that is what I see as the most important like the place where you can be celebrated um Mm. like because that will help you feel safe and so you know even within yourself like just like journaling writing to yourself like letting yourself know like this is why I did what I did this is like I am gonna write down and like take these thoughts out of my brain because you know people pleasers we want to play it over we want to like look at it from every angle but like you can experience that safety of being in your wildness if you're just like I know why I did that I stood up for myself and like then you know if it keeps coming back and days later like you can read to yourself like I was doing what was best for my family in that moment. Yeah. I was doing what I felt I needed to. And then even better, if you have like a friend group or people in your life or someone you can call that can be like seeing you in that and honoring you in that and just like celebrating you in that and being like, oh my gosh, so proud of you for standing up for yourself or like so proud of you for not getting talked into something Um, and having those people around you. It's just like, oh, thank you. I can be... I can be strong and I can also be like tender and held and supported. Um, Cause yeah, it's sometimes I, I do find that there is like an after of like, okay, yeah. I put my foot down. I did the that thing. Little bit, of the a little bit of a hangover sometimes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I, I provide that for my clients where I'm like, okay, you, you had the conversation, like let's do some breath work. Let's like send some love let's like calm back in <laughs> let's ground and I think, let's do yeah do the having those people to do that for you and just like be there and be like you know what the sun shines out your eyeballs no matter what like, <laughs> <laughs> i will love you no matter what like that no matter what love. so i, I think i think that's really you know such good advice even mm-hmm. just just for anyone just like mm-hmm. if you don't have that group that pack like you said mm-hmm. that you can turn to that's gonna celebrate you mm-hmm. and celebrate with you and get that because yeah that's a game changer totally it's a game changer yeah because if well, you like are in that situation where you're like second guessing yourself and you talk to somebody and they're like well that was kind of like you don't need that you don't no. need that at all no. find yourself some supportive people who are like there to to lift you up and yeah to yeah it's it's just so powerful and oh, I'm so grateful that I've like found people in my life and yeah definitely encourage it for everyone same well I wanted to I know that I I took your quiz so I know you have this amazing quiz the people pleaser quiz yeah. um to find out what kind of type of people pleaser you are yeah. um and I know you kind of talked about one of the types already I <laughs> 
I'm going to toot my own horn because I'm very proud of myself. I've officially made it to the recovering people pleaser status. <laughs> Yay! That is one of the options. I added that because I was like, you know what? There are people out there who have recovered. Yay! Like we knew we, I knew I was a people pleaser. And it was mm-hmm. funny because I wasn't a people pleaser necessarily in all aspects of my life. Like mm-hmm. I could really stand up for myself in at work. Mm-hmm. But when it came to my family or when it came to my love life, that didn't, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was a journey in, in kind of um, unraveling that. But I really enjoy taking the quiz. So I just want to encourage anybody out there listening, go take that quiz. You can go do it at poppylead, P-O-P-P-Y-L-E-A-D.com slash quiz. And you can go find out what kind of people pleaser you are and uh, share with us. Let us know what kind of people pleaser you are. I'm so like, curious. Tag I, me in your stories with your yes. results. And yeah, if you... um if you sign up for like to get the emails after it, I do include this beautiful healing your people pleasing at the deepest level meditation as uh, well. Love um, it. That's like, it's a pretty, it's like 15, 17 minutes long. It's like deep and healing. I like do some Reiki in it if you're like open to receiving that. So yeah. check out that if you're also like, okay, now I know yes. I'm this type. What do I do? There's <laughs> yes, a little please. quiz actually. Um, and yeah, stay, stay connected. And I, w- I want to see what kind of people pleasers people are. Yeah. So if you want to get to know more about Allison, you can, you know, connect with her. She's on LinkedIn. She's on Instagram. Her website is poppylead, P-O-P-P-Y-L-E-A-D.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll leave all of the extra stuff down below so you can connect with her, but oh my gosh. Allison, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. It was. I'm so grateful just to have connected with you and that you reached out. And also, I really hope that um, people pleasers out there in the world get some support and, you know, step into (laughs) recovery, if you will. Mm, Please. Definitely. All right. Thank you all so so much. much. Have a great day. for joining me today on the Cody Lee show. If you like the show and want to know more, please check me out at codylee.com and please leave us a review on iTunes. I would love to hear what you got from this episode. So feel free to send me a message.